So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Mkay. I'm Mr. O, and today Miss H and I will be discussing season five, episode 14 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Mike gets petty and wants all the stuff he paid for. Benjamin gets left without a ride. Memphis tries to postpone the wedding after it already started. Gino and Jasmine get ma- married, or wait, no, engaged. And Kim gets the grand gesture she's been waiting for. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, we're covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you? I'm tired and my throat hurts because I just spent like, you know, two hours yelling on a field. So hopefully my voice stays together through the whole podcast, but we we shall see. (laughs) I feel like I did a lot of talking today, lecture wise. So uh, I feel that voice strain and I feel that tiredness. I feel like just everyone's really run down and tired i know at least people in education waiting for that spring break it's almost here yeah that one that one you know they changed time on us and then everybody just like was like out of sorts for all last week so you know we'll get back all right so speaking of other people let's move on right into the show i'm gonna start with kim and uzman so we're right after the blow up with Kimberly last night and Usman is talking to the boys about the situation, like especially the part where she poured water on my body. There was water on my body. Badmus is not at all surprised by this behavior. And it's stuff like this that, you know, could make Soja Boy look bad on the Internet. After all, this thing that was on TV might have been filmed by somebody. Anyway, they both play the I told you so game and uh, he should just let this old woman go, man. But He just says he just wants a loyal woman that supports him, and she still is offering that. So a few hours later, we see um, Kim packing up for her safe flight. She wants to leave early, meaning one day before she was supposed to leave, and is packing up all her stuff before she even, like, called the airline to see if there was an early flight available. It was very weird. Anyway, while she's packing, she she gets a text from Usman to meet at the beach bar, like right now. And she's immediately all smiles and quickly decides to go and meet him. She's hoping that when she gets there, he'll have some of that grand gesture she planned and uh, and asked for. So it's dark when she gets there and she kind of sits at this whole romantic table for two set up, but he's not there. So she sits and, you know, waits and then he comes out singing her a song into his phone with the music playing on the phone, I think. And it was kind of about her, I think. It's But anyway... It worked gangbusters on her. It was exactly what she wanted. And now all is forgiven. Well, it's not everything's actually fixed, but, you know, they're back into the I won territory type of thing. So they talk about their future, and he thinks that she should come to Nigeria to meet his mom. But she's nervous about going back to video chats and texting after having so much intimate time with him here. All right. Why? Why? Why is he doing this? What's going on here? I'm so confused. I have no idea. But he 
played right into it. And I am very uh, much on his friend's side. They said something that was like, yes, listen to your friends. They said, you know, she's always going to want you to prove yourself to her because, you know, that's yes, that exactly that, because who is the kind of person who's expecting these grand gestures? And how long do you think this grand gesture is going to last? For the rest of your lives? No, she's going to be demanding this anytime she feels like, no, I feel like I'm not getting enough attention. I feel like I'm one foot out the door. You have to prove you love me because I don't feel it. Right, right. And that's it. Because it's right now it's like, yes, it's going to be turned into, oh, you didn't give me this grand gesture to, oh, you never do those grand gestures anymore like you used to do. Right. Like, right, you know, and so it, it they're right. And you're, you're, you're right with it. Like the. She, this doesn't going to go away. She's always going to be, well, we're so far apart now and I just need something to hold on to. And I just don't – I really just don't see – I don't know that he particularly even likes her. Like every time it's des- every time it describes, well, what do you like about her? Why do you want her around? He's like, I feel like she's putting she's in a lot loyal. of time. Because she's loyal. It's always like, yeah, because she's loyal. It's like, I, I did baby girl Lisa even like cheat on him? Why is loyalty so important to him? And she didn't. I just, it's, 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 he thinks loyalty is something different support, but it's like, there's more to a romantic relationship than, yep, she's always there for me. Like, there's lots of people who can be there for me that I'm not going to be romantically involved in or want to be romantically involved in with. And it just doesn't – I clearly loyalty is important, important in a relationship, but I don't think he even means loyalty in the not going to cheat on me loyalty as much as it's yeah. loyalty in the uh, she'll yell at my friends for me loyalty. Mm. Okay. The thing that also bothered me about this whole situation is that she is always in a position where she's demanding something of him, you know, like – it's I think the grand gesture is so much more important when you don't have to say, hey, I need a grand gesture for you to prove your love to me. It wouldn't it be nice if someone just came up with that on their own because they actually loved you and wanted to show you and were was feeling very appreciative of you. Like, I feel like it would have more meaning than, oh, yeah, you need to do X, Y and Z to make me happy. And I feel like that's what she's been doing this entire time. I need to have sex. I need to have a title. I need to have a grand gesture. She's like writing the script of how to be her man. And he's just going along with it. And it just like, uh, even to the fact that his big grand gesture was something that she explicitly said she wanted. Like she was like, I told him before that my fantasy would be to have a private concert with him. And it's like, right. Okay, that's an easy enough thing to do, make happen right now in this place. There's yeah. your grand gesture. He didn't even like think of it on his own. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that just kind of makes you wonder. You know, it's like, are you just a really like easygoing person, a compliant person, or I don't know. Like, do, do you have a thought of your own, or are you just going along? It. I don't even know because it seems like he does have a thought on his own, and then. You know, that's when the relationship, that's when it breaks up and breaks down and goes away. And then like, and that's what was so weird. He had, you know, that whole terrible fight last time where he was like, I'm done with it. I didn't even do anything wrong. Get out of here. And he doesn't come back and say, you know what? I thought about it and I was wrong. I did overreact. She was being reasonable. He didn't say that. 
He just went to his no. friends and was like, well, what should I do? And they told him to break up. They told him to break it off. And so nobody gave him the advice to do the thing that he did. And he didn't even do it to no. apologize. He just or decide to change his mind. He was just like, nah, she's loyal. I'll keep her around. That's what I'll do. Yeah. What I also found really annoying about this situation is that as soon as he called her and like what he said was just like or texted her, he was basically like, just come downstairs right now. It's like, you don't know what he was going to do. But she all of a sudden got so giddy, like the biggest smile on her face. Mm -hmm. She was so excited to meet up with him. It's like you cannot say go on about how oh this is so over i would i would never date someone like him you know like this is completely done and then literally turn around and like you know reverse 180 in like two seconds like that's how little it took to win her back there's a chance that meet me at the hotel bar could have been i'm not done yelling at you yet like right (laughs) we're gonna keep this i want to throw a drink at you (laughs) yeah yeah, it could have been any of those things. Like, but no, she just and she was right. But like, yeah, she was just like, and she seemed like she was trying to keep it down. Well, I don't know. I'm just, and she could not no. have a poker face about it at all. Uh, no, she couldn't. She could not stop smiling. Yeah, she was trying to play it off like, well, I'm just gonna go see what he wants. It's like, no, you are smiling. <laughs> you are excited. You think something like romantic. You know that this is your big gesture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was super annoying. All right. Uh, Speaking of more annoying people, let's go on to Gino and Jasmine. So Jasmine hasn't seen Gino for hours. She's surprised the conversation escalated so quickly, and she has never seen Gino act like this before. All Jasmine wants is for Gino to show that he's sorry about sending the nudes and all the implications it has on Jasmine's life. But instead, he doesn't want to see what a big deal it is. Jasmine's in pain, but she also feels bad that Gino might be in pain, too. So she goes to look for him. Gino says he feels like she doesn't trust him and it makes him feel hopeless. He feels like he's constantly being punished for the mistakes he's made. Yeah, because you just made them. And he tells her that he feels like he's always being attacked. Jasmine says that maybe she wants him to suffer like she's suffering. Jasmine doesn't want to give up on Gino just because of this stupid person, the ex. So Gino holds her as she cries, and they both say that they need to love each other. Jasmine says that Gino is her best friend, even though he's weird and creepy. Uh, So that's why she isn't giving up on this. She ends up apologizing to him and he gives a very flippant apology in return. They both agree to start fresh. Gino was kind of surprised that she gave him a chance. Gino has five days until he leaves, so they're going to go visit some hot springs. We get another shot of Gino without his hat as he has to take it off briefly to take off his shirt. Later, they go walking in the rain and Gino gets down on one knee and opens a ring box facing him as he makes a speech. Jasmine says yes while shaking, and Gino tells us they got married. They laugh at his mistake and are laughing and happy, even though Jasmine admits that yesterday they were on the verge of breaking up. She also thinks that they're toxic, but they're in love. Jasmine Mm. hesitantly says that the ring is beautiful. She really thinks that the ring is big, but she's not really even sure it's a diamond. Gino defends it, saying it looked the best out of all the other rings in the store. And Jasmine says it just uh, screams Gino. 
Yeah. Jasmine says that Gino is officially off the market. And I say, thank God for the single women out there. <laughs> All right. Oh. So what would you do if your lady kind of implied that she did not like the ring you bought her? Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Because that's what. That's, what do you that, mean? That's what. Well, first of all, because I'm. That she's going to know. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy anybody a surprise ring. They, I don't know. They already like. That's not going to happen. Uh, okay. Well, like, yeah, yeah. There's going to be heavily, heavily involvement, heavy, you know, bringing in of the sisters and things like that. We're going to figure that out, right? Gosh, I don't think the sisters know. I mean, my sister has incredibly good taste, but I don't think she would be able to pick out something that, you know, would be something that I personally like. Possibly, possibly. And then, well, then you it depends because you also can get lucky and get the heirloom ring that you're supposed to give them anyway. Oh, like that can happen. That doesn't exist in my world. <laughs> I know it does not exist in your world. I am well yeah. aware of that. But yeah. I just love he pulled the um, she's like, I'm not even sure if this is a diamond. And he was like, no, I am not jeweler. <laughs> I know not. <laughs> right. No, it was uh, funny because she was saying, oh, it looks so big. And she did. She, she was right. It looked pretty big. But then it was kind of funny that she said, I don't even know if this is a diamond. And it's like, oh, interesting. Probably not for $250. Yes, if it was a notably big thing for $250, a, not a diamond. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's She did actually a pretty decent job. And it's so funny how they portrayed her at the beginning of the season versus now. Yeah, if you were to ask real. me, is this beginning of the season, Jasmine, going to... You know, tell Gino what's up about this ring, like make him feel bad about it. Say that her ex gave her a better ring. You know, I would say, yeah, that that's the Jasmine we're going to get. So I was really surprised that she really like tried to have a poker face about it and just say like, oh, it's nice. He's like, yeah. He's like, is it beautiful? Yeah. It's like it definitely reminds me of you. Which is yeah. funny because that's not a good thing. She thinks he has terrible style. She's told him like a hundred times. Get I know. new clothes, Gino. And like it just she keeps talking about this and keeps saying it. It's just it is pretty relatable when she's just like, I just love this dude, even though he's weird and creepy and has bad taste. I can't I, it, I just do. And it's weird. Like and, you know, she just always seems so vulnerable when she ha- when she's when she's there yes. and she's like, I'm kind of relied on this dude. And she doesn't mean she literally calls him weird and creepy sometimes. <laughs> like, well, at least she sees it, too. You know, so yes. at least she's not completely oblivious. But I, I still don't get it. Like, he is so cringy. I feel like this version of Jasmine that we have seen now This is the kind of person that, you know, really could be a good partner to other people. Sure. You know, not Mm -hmm. crazy, jealous Jasmine that we saw at the beginning of the season, but she is actually very sweet, you Mm -hmm. know, and like she's considerate. We saw with like the gifts she bought Gino for Christmas. It's like she is a potential good partner. I don't understand why she is even tolerating Gino, one of the worst people. And it's okay. So he's not even the worst for it's. It's the it, he even does like little things wrong, like you know he saying we got married, right? We got yeah. hitched. It's like that's not what that means, right? Yeah, so you get that he got down on one knee. He had the box turned toward himself instead of towards right. her, 
Yeah. Right? It just he does every little thing wrong. And then he, even like the one I couldn't figure out was, you know, he had that touching moment when she was crying and she he was like holding her. What the hell was he grabbing? He was like I pinching her ba- her stomach fat and stuff. It was like, what are you doing, Gino? Just like put your arm around somebody. Well, it also pissed me off to speaking of things that Gino did wrong in this episode, you know, when she like was apologizing to him, you know, saying like, oh, you know, I should trust you, blah, blah. It's like, should you? Because, you know, and so then but then even his apology in return, he was like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. It's like, what do you mean? Sorry about that. (laughs) She had a way more heartfelt apology for something that was way less bad than what he had. And his apology is, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's right. My bad. Oh, yeah, I did that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's like, ew, you are the worst. Well, I mean, okay. so the thing is, is that I don't think he he knows he messed up when he sent the nudes because he keeps saying I messed up. I messed up. I don't know. I'm still not sure he knows why he messed up so much as whatever it is I did. I think he's as confused about that, almost as confused about that, I would say, not quite, as when he got – when she got mad about the pink color or did she paint your walls? Did she pick the pink color in your kitchen or whatever? And she went off the handle, which I would have been legitimately take. wait, oh, wow, I said she did. Now I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm confused. Where – Whereas I think he's almost as confused by the nudes. He was like, why? I'm in trouble for that. But I don't understand. Like, all right. If you're mad, clearly I did something wrong. But yeah, fine. Well, because he's like, oh, well, I thought I was showing you off. I thought I was showing how sexy you were. It's like, Gino, you're idiot. Like, why don't you get it? Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't. I think he clearly doesn't get it. No, he's a moron. And that's why I think Jasmine deserves better because she seems like, okay, as much as she's got her, you know, negative qualities, she clearly has some impulse issues. Yeah. Uh, You know, but it's just like she seems like an intelligent woman overall. I Mm -hmm. mean, in every aspect other than sticking with Gino as a partner. Yes. I mean, that's it. That's literally as of the filming right now. Her biggest flaw as a person is why, why, why this guy? What? what yeah, you, I don't get it. I do not get it. And oh gosh, his fashion, like it, it was when she said it reminds me of Gino. It's like we're brought back to all the dumbass fashion that Gino has. Yeah, I mean they keep putting him in that Panama hat. I think they finally like, producers and recognize that he looks better in the Panama hat, and they're just like keep wearing that hat. Keep wearing that hat. Put take your stupid caps off. Still wearing the dad uh, sandals and like yeah, the, yeah for like real, man. Ill fitted clothes. Like his bottoms are always like ten sizes too big. Oh yeah, he gets the bottoms that are way too big, and then he gets a belt and just like cinches it way down. It's like yeah. why? Just buy something that fits. Yeah. Well, that would cost more than the ring he bought. So you know. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's true. <laughs> All right. So speaking of people trying to protect their money, let's go to Memphis and Hamza. So it's the first day of celebrations for tomorrow's wedding and Memphis is missing. The rest of the family are all singing and dancing, but Memphis is still at the hotel she went to to think. She got a video from Hamza's sister of these celebrations, and that really has put the finger has put the finger on the scales because the family has been so accepting to her. She leaves the hotel and talks more about how conflicted she is, but ultimately she has to put her children first and push back the wedding so they can have a prenup. She does producers that she's going to tell Hamza, and it's going to be an unpleasant conversation. 
But when she gets in, she's not so sure she wants to actually have that conversation in a house full of people there to celebrate the wedding. That again is tomorrow. So her, and everybody gets in, they all cheer and hug her, but she knows that if she, um, that she knows she needs to do it and Hamza can tell she's out of it and that there's something serious up. So they put her in some tra- traditional attire for a carriage ride through town for the bathhouse for the Huma, which she doesn't know much about, but you know, it's at a spa and I'll be along for the ride. So she's really feeling loved and accepted by the family. So while all this is going on, she kind of makes the decision in her head on the fly that she'll do the wedding now and then settle for the post-nup. She's excused herself from the activities to call her mom, Deborah, about the prenup snafu. She sells the post-nup as a viable alternative and Deborah just tells her to be careful. Then she goes back out to the party and asks to talk to him in private. So he goes with uh, Raiwa to the room she can, so she can translate or... Um, her ink, since her English is a little bit better than his. Uh, Memphis explains how I talked about the prenup and now she wants him to sign a post-nup instead. But we kind of get hung up immediately on why Why are we talking about divorce on the day before the wedding? This is weird. And she lays down that she, if he doesn't sign the paper, uh, she doesn't want to get married. So Hamza and Raiwa don't, don't like that this is the night before the wedding and she seems more concerned about having this piece of paper than her husband. And they start to gang up on her and, and Rai was getting really upset. But Hamza's just like, whatever, I just keep the peace. I'll sign the paper. Fine, we'll move on. So I'm also, I'm still really confused what she's protecting with this prenup and what she thinks she's protecting from him and what she isn't. Because she owns a house, right? I have no idea what she has. I don't know why she is being all neurotic about this um it sounds like from you know what i infer from what has happened that it sounds like she just started her career and i say that based on the timeline of her just getting certifications or process of getting certifications because she was upset a year ago it sounds like uh, uh-huh. because she didn't pass her boards so it sounds like she's just getting her career started which to me also means that she has some debt unless she got scholarships for everything and i feel like that's something she would have added in there so i mean i'm gonna say that she probably hasn't accumulated too much in the form of assets i think really she's thinking about future right not she's not trying to protect anything she currently has but let's say they're married for like 10 years at that point she's going to be well established financially and then she's going to want her kids to have any money, uh, I guess that's what she's saying. Um, she wants to leave it for her kids, but I don't know. Like I don't, I have no idea. She's not on her own at current. You know, got anything that he was gonna try to take away. She's not a sugar mama. No, she's not, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm confused about because I don't even know how much you can protect in a prenup based on you know, marital property. I thought it was usually about protecting your, you know, your non-marital property because it's like, no, you can't, you know, you can't do that. You can't be the one who works and be the breadwinner and have him sit at home and then say, oh yeah, that was all my money. um, And we agreed and I'm going to take it. Like whether you have a prenup or a postnup or not, like that's not, that's not how it works. Um, And because it's, because that's the other thing too, is it's not just we might get divorced one day. That that if I'm mm-hmm. on him and I'm like that, it's not just we might get divorced one day. It's we might get divorced one day, and if we do, you're going to want to take all the money from my children. 
you're going to you're gonna you're gonna be greedy and want everything and want 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 too much and I won't have any way to keep you from getting it um, because my children like which is also not yeah. how it works because yeah, she it doesn't seem realistic right so it's like because not only that it's like it's like not only do are you protecting against just divorce in general you're specifically protecting against him being vindictive in the divorce. Right. I mean, okay, and here's the other thing, too, and I think we've had a couple couples bring this up, too. Sometimes it's not even just about that. It's about having, like, uh, you know, some kind of agreement, like almost like a will, because what happens if Hamza is, you know, single parent to her kids or something and something were to happen to her? Like, how would that how would the assets be split up in that situation? So I think like uh, prenups could cover, you know, in case of emergency and someone dies. Maybe. But then, I mean, I, it seems like a living will would would cover it better. I just we've yeah. watched all these shows and I'm still not exactly sure what the fuck a prenup does. Like, <laughs> I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, because you still have to defend it. It's not <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Which, you know, like uh, even a post-nump, you have to defend it even more. But, I mean, you still got to defend it. I mean, this doesn't make divorce that much easier. I don't know. Because I guess neither of us have really had experience with prenups. But, you know, it was my understanding that you still have to defend it. You do. Uh, But he said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I I got a divorce and there there was no prenup involved because it was like, yeah. We got married yeah. here 24 and had nothing. So like. But I. But at the same time, I feel like yours was as amicable as it could have been. You all didn't disagree too much as you went along. So to me, that's how it would be if you had a prenup, right? Because you kind of had agreed to these things before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so we totally we just went in and like we we just wrote the we wrote the whole thing, thing agreement ourselves. We didn't even involve yeah. lawyers in writing it. We just have lawyers review it. And be right. like, yeah, this seems okay if you're okay with it. And that was it. Like, it's so, yeah, this idea. And so it was very, you're right. It was as amicable as, as a divorce can be. So I guess it didn't came up. <laughs> My point is, is that if you're going to be vindictive, regardless if there's a prenup or not, that vindictive person is going to make the divorce a miserable process. Yes. Yeah. Because it's going to be a process. And that's the biggest thing for me is if you want to be vindictive and you want to fight over everything and you want to do it, you're going to lose everything you gain by pay and just give it to your lawyer. Like, because that's where it's all going. And it's funny because even the I I even when I talked to lawyers, they were like, you would not believe the amount of people who want to pay me, you know, five hours at three hundred dollars an hour so they can get the hundred and fifty dollar TV. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be vindictive, then you don't really care. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's insane to me. All right. Uh, Speaking of some more insanity, let's talk about Jimena and Mike. All right. So Jimena is having coffee with her mom, Durley, and her sister. And her mom asks her how things are going with Mike. Jimena lies and says things are great, but her sister rats her out and says they've been fighting a lot. Her mom is surprised that they're not sleeping together because they're supposed to be getting married. But Jimena says that marriage is sacred and she doesn't know if she wants to be tied down already. Jimena tells her mom that he's weird and says that he tried to wash his shoes in the washing machine. She also tells her that he stares at her in her sleep. Durley points out that he's good with the kids and provides financially. To us, her mom says she thinks Jimena is making a mistake because this is the first man to show her real love. 
she doesn't think Jimena is thinking right. Her sister says that Jimena needs to have more patience with Mike. Jimena wants it to go back to how it was, but the truth is she just isn't happy with Mike. Later, Mike tells us that Jimena doesn't want to spend time with him. He then asks Jimena's mom what's up with Jimena and if he should be worried. Durley says that she's noticed a difference too and she feels bad for Mike. Durley says that he should have he should be patient with her because she's never had a serious relationship before, which makes Mike feel weirdly happy and comforted. He thinks that they need to communicate more on how to navigate this particular situation. They are later in a cab on their way to date night when Mike tells Jimena she looks beautiful and asks how does she like how he looks. She says, it looks the same. It's fine. Mike then brings up that her mom told him he is her first serious relationship. Jimena laughs and says, that's a lie. And that she's been, she hasn't been married yet because she just wants to wait. She wants to have fun because she is young. Jimena and Mike are playing pool, and he keeps following her around the pool table, and she tells him to stop. Mike tries to get her to say that it's fun with just them. Jimena says no, because she would rather spend time with her boys, because they come before him, always. Mike then asks if her feelings changed when he stopped buying her stuff. She says that he has things she doesn't like, and that's why her feelings have changed. He still pays her rent, so that can't be it. She tells him not to send her any money anymore and they'll just be friends. Mike then gets petty and says that everything he paid for, uh, he wants to take back to him with him to New York. And she says, take it. Everything. It's over. Mike gets up and says he's done. He's confused what he did wrong because he did everything she asked to fix himself. He starts running away, Paul style, while Jimena sits at a table shedding a couple tears. All right. Uh, this isn't the best situation, but no. after this, Team Mike or Team Jimena? I mean, they're both shitty people, but... I know. Um, I'm probably a little more on Jimena's side right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because this one just seemed to be like, listen, I paid for you, all right, lady? Yeah. And you didn't deliver on your end, so I'm taking my shit back. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's that's the way this came across. Oh, it absolutely came out that way. And like when I first saw it, I was so annoyed with him because I was just like, that is petty shit right there. Like, fine, I'm going to take my ball and go home. You know, it's just like, all right, well. And what was, I think, why it escalated is because she's like, fine, take it. It's like she didn't show that she cared and I think that really bothered him. And so he was trying to get at her to get some kind of emotional response. And he wasn't getting that, you know. So he was like, I'm going to take all my stuff and, you know, I'm going to take it with me. What are you going to do with a washing machine? What are you going to do with a table? I think I think she's smart enough to be like, you're not taking all that stuff back to New York. So I could just say, yeah, fine, take it. <laughs> he just he called his bluff. Like, you're not taking that back to New York. Right. Like. But what did she, I mean, because did he think she was all going to be like, oh, no, 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 I need your stuff. No, 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 no. Like, just to prove him right. She wasn't going to, she's not, she's not that tough. She's smarter than him in terms yes, of relationship stuff. Is. Yeah. And so she knows what she's doing better than he does. But yeah, like. I don't really know what he was expecting, what kind of reaction. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I, I do appreciate all the things you've given me. 
thank you. Let's have sex. Uh, right? I don't. I don't know. It was. I thought it was funny. I mean, I say that, but she did a couple of randomly weird things, like yeah, being. Well, why don't you like him? He's bothering you. He put his shoe in the washing machine. Gross. Like, uh, huh? how much do you want to bet it was the dog poop shoe? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna put it high up there that it's the dog poop shoe, and that's freaking disgusting because now you're expecting everyone to wash their clothes after you basically run dog poop in the washing machine. I mean, I've run baby poop in the washing machine. <laughs> like, so, I mean, their poop is in washing machines sometimes. That's kind of what they handle. Oh, God. But I can see how she's like, I don't want that in the washing machine. It, it, but, yeah, she didn't say it was a dog poop shoe. But that one and the other one, like, she clearly, aside from the part where he was, like, trying to help her and just stalking her around the table, looked like she was laughing and having fun. And he was like, isn't this fun, just the two of us? And she was like, no, my boys aren't <laughs> here. You're dumb. Like, it was like that was uncalled for. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's hard to deal with. I went and showed somebody a good time and they were like, this is stupid. You're dumb. So here's a thing that some people do. Uh, and I wonder if Humana is one of these people. It's that she feels kind of trapped in this relationship. She knows she doesn't want to be with him. And so it's almost like, but she doesn't want to be the one to break up with them. Yes. You know? That, that's, so she that was the issue I was having them, with her. You know? And it's like, not like, oh, I'm the one who's going to say it's over. But, you know, I'm going to just not be very nice to you and hope that you on your own figure it out and leave. <laughs> Mike is not the type of person to figure it out and leave, clearly. Because Jimena had to pull the cord at the end. Well, no. And it's funny because she pulled the cord and said, we're broken up now. And his response was, well, fine. You know what? I'm done. I was like, yeah, I know, that that's was what she so just told you. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes, it was so funny when he goes, oh, I can't deal with this. I'm done. It's like, I'm pretty sure she beat you to the punch. <laughs> she was done before you. So for you to turn around and act like you broke up with her. I wonder if, because he seems like the kind of person to kind of spin that too. Like in his next relationship, like say, no, oh, I broke, I broke up with her because she was using me for money. How much do you want to bet that that's oh how it goes God. down? If he has another relationship, because from here on out, it's just like, bitches, just be taking your money. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, he's supposed to be on the single life. That's the rumor, <laughs> which well, I'm like, God, I do not want to see this man again. Like, he's not particularly funny. Like, and no. when I say particularly funny, he has no sense of humor. I'm not saying anything about anything he says, but I mean, like, even like watching him, you know how there's some people that are just like funny to watch because they're just good. Like Paul, for example, Paul and Carini. He's uh -huh. funny to watch, not because he's saying funny shit. It's because he's so goofy, you know, and he runs around like an idiot and he's just like, he, he has this weird, that, dumb stuff weird that can't he keep his shorts pulled up stuff things. Yeah. yeah. And, and then brings all the weird shit everywhere he goes and has, right. can never get the luggage thing figured out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, but this guy is not particularly funny. He's not good looking at all. In fact, I, as the season goes on and we hear more from him, the more I start to dislike him and the more his face starts to bother me. You know, and that's all kind of related. I think he shaved his beard weird. And I think that's not helping you. Like, no, I think he shaved. he does it. have a weird little mustache, too. 
a weird little mustache and he shaves his beard really, really low on his cheek. Like mm-hmm. very, very low. Like I don't know what kind of look he's going for, but it's not one that people know. The other thing yeah. I don't understand is I don't understand why when his the mom lied or whatever and was like, oh, she's never had a serious boyfriend before. Why he was like, oh, that makes me feel better. It makes him feel better because this is his first serious relationship. And so I think he thinks like, oh, we're all in this together, you know. And so it's that's why I don't think he has any dating experience. And it's like, I do not want to watch this man fumble around another relationship. Like, this is going to be torture. You're going to put him on single life, please. Just so and they're going to do it just so he can gross out a series of women. Right. That's the whole point. Right. Oh, Go God. on who knows? dates with women who find you unattractive. And then I don't know. Maybe they be think awkward like, near them. Yeah, maybe they think him fumbling around is entertainment for other people. But I, I just find it cringy. Like, he is, like, definitely on the border of cringy. I do not want to watch this man fumble around anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, it depends on how he's handling, starting off badly handling the, I'm going to take my shit and go then. Right? Um, <laughs> definitely is going into, like, incel territory. Like, I was buying you shit when I thought I was buying sex. But now that that's off the table, I want my shit back. You know, it's like he can go into that direction, which is not good. Yes, that definitely bothered me from last week. It just seemed to me that he didn't really care how genuine the fake makeup was with Jimena. It just seemed like he cared enough that they were in a good enough place where he could like get sex. Yes. And he didn't really seem to care if, like, this really meant they were on the right track in their relationship. And that, to me, is gross. Like, mm-hmm. don't force other people to have sex with you just because you're, like, trying to get some before, like, this the, the gravy train ends. You know? It just seems very, like, um, predatory in a way. And I, it, I that really rubbed me the wrong way last week. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely the, effect, the fact that he's just, like, sex is happening. It's all good. Everything yeah. is solved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I won't leave. You know, it's like, okay, well, do you even care that she probably still, like, despises you? Oh, no, because mm-hmm. she's going to, like, have sex even though she really doesn't want to. And you don't seem yeah. to care because it's just like, well, I'm getting what I want, so who cares if she wants it or not? Yeah. It's like those people that self-own on Twitter about, like, you know, being like, <laughs> saying things like, like, women don't actually enjoy it. That never happens. This isn't a thing. Like, uh, like well, uh, yeah, your poor you. wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Speaking of more people that suck, Benjamin and Mahogany. Okay, so Mahogany is talking to her dad about his upcoming, well, in theory, upcoming conversation with Ben. Jose, the dad, wants to know how things were going with Ben before the whole breakfast stand-up thing happens. So she says that at first she thought, you know, him with his age was going to be a more mature person than her than people her age. And that was appealing to her. That's why she is attracted to people who are a little bit older. But this whole skipping breakfast and standing them up was pretty not that. So Jose lays his cards on the table. Then he says, this guy isn't good enough for you, mainly because of the age thing. He's just in too much of a different place of his life that he feels like that's going to hold her back. He knows the decision is ultimately hers, but wants to make sure she knows what he thinks. Mahogany thinks that in real life, Ben doesn't seem the same as online Ben. So then later we see Ben. Clearly, 
who has on a sweater and hat that he bought in Peru. Gosh. And he's really nervous to talk to her. Oh, my God. He was just like, what's the touristy thing I can buy here? And like, yes, I will wear that. I will look like the gringoiest gringo who ever gringoed. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's really nervous to talk to her parents because he thinks that it's through them. They're the ones that are going to convince her. He sits there for and he calls it a war of time because he stood them up. So he now he thinks the dad is like just like going to show up super late just to make him wait there. Um, but instead, it's not dad at all. It's Mahogany who shows up with a regret with a pretty clearly fake regrets letter from her dad had <laughs> said, I had an urgent phone call or like a meeting or something <laughs> and I can't be there today. But really, he was upset about the stand up, which Mahogany brings up. Ben says that he doesn't mean to – he didn't mean to disrespect her dad or mom. Just – he just wanted to disrespect her. So, you know, it shouldn't upset them. But then she says that actually she was the one that was most upset. So I need to do a little bit more explaining. And ex his explanations are not good <laughs> because <laughs> – Everything he says was like, well, I just want to play head games with you. Don't you understand? This is how this works. Oh, God. <laughs> he didn't say head games, but like I, right. the, in my head, everything he explained was like, oh, so you were trying to do this weird mental get the upper hand thing. Oh, that's yeah. what you were doing. Okay. Mm. So he asked if they still have a chance, but she doesn't know anymore and she really didn't want to talk to him either. So she leaves. The next day, it's checkout time in Wakachina and he hasn't heard from her since she left the cafe yesterday. So he thinks that, you know, on this awkward three-hour car trip they have back, he can get some mandatory alone time so things can work out. He packs all the stuff and knocks on her door to get her, only to have some random dude open the door and just stare at him. <laughs> with sunglasses on. <laughs> yes. He was in the room with sunglasses on. That oh is God, true. He looked like he just rolled out of oh, the club. Uh, yeah. I just I just <laughs> thought he was hotboxing in there. That was my assumption. Yeah, probably. So yeah, like he like that, that that one's another one too. He got literally got back from the club, laid down on the passed out on the bed, and some yep. dude knocked on the door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so it's Benjamin is like, uh, is there a girl in there? But the guy is like, this is my room, dude. So then Benjamin <laughs> goes to the parking lot to find her car, which is gone, and then confirms at the front desk that Mahogany checked out last night, leaving him stranded without any way of getting to San Bartolo or Lima. So it's going to cost him like 250 bucks to get an Uber back. <laughs> so God. he's just angry and confused about the whole situation. And maybe it's just time to call it quits now. So do we think – I don't even think he is. We've kind of seen it in the preview. Is there a bigger hint she could have left than just stranding him <laughs> three hours away from anything? Gosh. Um, no, I don't think – I mean, I – honestly feel that it is the same amount of terrible as Ben standing her up. I mean, I wouldn't say that because the breakfast or whatever, it wasn't like she was stranded. Yeah, but at the same time, she's kind of on this vacation in the middle of nowhere. And was she really even expecting to see him again if he didn't show up to breakfast? Yeah, like she didn't know where, where she I could see she could might not know. I mean, I think it's. I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a tricky situation because, like, I cannot blame her at all for being like, "No, dude, I really don't want to fucking sit in a car with three for with you for three hours." Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I do not want to do that. Um, 
and him just being like, well, you have to. Ha ha ha. I am big guy. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, she's young, but I mean, as an adult, I think my situation, I would have probably just, you know, left them money or something to pay for a cab or arrange for them to get a ride back. But I mean, like, she's young, so she's not going to think about that stuff because she probably can't even afford something like. No, she definitely couldn't afford to, to, to compensate no. him for it. But. Uh, I I feel like she's not so young, but she could have been like, I'm leaving tonight and you're not coming with me. Yeah. Like, you know, um, just but it's the stranding him and him like, oh, like he didn't even know he went out to look for the car. It's just he's so weird. What's weird to me is that he's still trying to like make make it happen. Yeah. To me, like I thought when he stood her up for breakfast like, he needed to accept that it was over then. Because, and yes. I mean, even the way he was talking about things, he was just kind of like, well, if it was meant to be, it's meant to be. You know, like, that was the kind of stuff he was saying, like, when he stood her up. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you go from that to, well, I got to keep trying. Like, God put her in my heart for a reason. It's just yeah. like, yeah, but I don't know. Why do you keep saying stuff like that when you just, like, basically nail in the coffin was you standing her up for breakfast? Yeah, because that was the point where you did it, right? And especially yeah. when she asked for an explanation, he was like, well, I thought it would make you more jealous. So that's why I did it. Yeah, distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's like, no, dude, it's not worth it at all. <laughs> no, Not no. in that situation. Yeah, not, yeah. And so, yeah, and it was, so it just, yeah, it's a weird stuff. And I just, and she even caught it on the first one. He takes away agency from all. All of his goddamn decisions. Yes. God put uh -huh. her in my heart for a reason. Nothing was his decision. I just have right. to do what, the, what God says. It's not his fault. God did it. Yeah. Always. And if it wasn't God's fault, then it was my ex-wife couldn't respect me. And we were in this cult and that's why we couldn't communicate and blah, blah, blah. Like she caught it like in three seconds. Nothing yeah. is ever his fault. Yeah. That drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. yeah, so I, I just I he can't be surprised that it's gone down this way is what I'm trying to say at the end of the day. Obviously, he is. I mean, I would I would legitimately be surprised if I behaved so badly that someone just like took off from our well, vacation. That's part of it, too, is he is someone that, is, you know, doesn't take ownership for what he's done. So sure. he's definitely feeling victim here. You know, like, I don't know why she just abandoned me. How did it get this bad? It's like, uh, yeah, you stood her up for breakfast. She's really immature. She's really immature. Oh, I know. This showed great immaturity from her. I thought that was really funny that both of them on separate occasions to separate people said like, oh, they're really immature. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, both of you, yes. Yeah, right. It's At just, least one of you has a justifiable reason. Yes, right? Like, because young. they're young. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> ben is a good 30 years older, so, you know. It's just one of those things I haven't thought of, like, I guess, it, I guess, okay, so I guess I think of it as something different. I never thought about, like, when I'm looking for people to date, to be like, well, how mature are they? Because I'm freaking 40 years old and everybody's like, should be mature. Now, there are people who are like, I couldn't date them because they don't have their shit together. And I guess that's kind of a, a form of immaturity, right? I just wouldn't yeah. use the word immature unless I was talking about like a middle schooler. <laughs> or, oh, you know, gosh, it just seems like a yeah. weird choice of phrase. It does. Definitely. 
All right. Uh, so we didn't hear from Johnny and Ella. Not not super surprised by that. I feel like they're really stretching this storyline and they're not going to they're clearly not going to meet. Right. Yeah. And we've gone through right. all this and this is clearly not going to happen now that we only have like two episodes left. Honestly, I kind of want to see like not necessarily a Johnny and Ella, but like an Ella follow up with the dude she cheated on Johnny with. Oh, did you see? Oh, man, I did see something like that. Um, Some people on Reddit caught it. Like when Uh she called Johnny, she had Tinder notifications, plenty of fish notifications and OkCupid notifications at the top of her phone. Oh, my goodness. Girl, (laughs) like it's fine, but don't try act like you're so desperate for this one man's attention, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, I mean, good for you, like putting yourself out there, bad for you while doing that with someone, technically. Yeah, while you're trying to convince someone to come be your forever number one Asian king man person. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Hello, okay. You just lost all uh, credibility with me now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So, who was your student of the week? Uh, I went with uh, Jasmine. Just Okay. Of all the things that very, very unexpected for me is I think at this point she is the most genuine person on the show. You know, like I've been saying, and I mean, she's been my student of the week the last couple weeks. So that's part of the reason why I didn't pick her this time. But yeah, like, especially if you think about what everyone else has done, you're just like, wow, these people are so terrible. Um, And Jasmine, like the trajectory, like her path of where we have seen her now is just such a change. Like, I cannot believe this is the same person. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, in a good way. So my student of the week is Usman. I mean, in the end, he did a grand gesture. I mean, the motives behind it. Uh, but I mean, at least he wasn't making people's lives miserable, right? He's just See, trying that, to make people happy. No, but it's funny you say because I went Usman my class dunce. Oh, really? <laughs> this is like, it's been a long time since this I has happened. Because I, yeah. I just thought like, he went from safe flight to I'm putting on a private concert in 24 hours. And what changed yeah. in that time? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. Like he's just is I feel like his way of keeping people interested in relationships is just by jerking them around all the time and giving mm-hmm. them this and then not giving them what they want and then giving what they want and then not giving them what they want and yelling at them and then giving what they want again. And it's just this roller coastering of yo-yoing people. I think it's intentional. I do. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, if that's, you know, but honestly, if you think about all the other people on the show this week, it's like, mm, everyone was kind of horrible. Yeah, they weren't great. I'm out. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. So my dance is Mike. Like, okay. Especially if you're in a situation where you have given someone money and, you know, you have no legal rights to it because there's it's not like you're married and you know, there's a division of assets or anything like that. You honestly just have to, like, let that go. You yeah. cannot hold on and hold that over someone else's head like that's a gift. And you have to understand mm-hmm. that before you're even putting that money out there. That was never our washing machine that they're now splitting right. the assets as they come in. Like, that's yeah. not how it works. No, no. And it's just like I, I I get really frustrated because it's like, you know, some of these guys and it's not even just Mike, but feel that, you know, um, 
that, you know, oh, I'm giving them money because I love them, you know, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, okay, well, that's a gift. You can't ask for that gift back just because you feel like you didn't get that love back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to- totally. Totally. Right. Okay. But uh, that was not my life lesson this week. Uh, what about your life lesson? So my life lesson is it, it kind of grows. It's 100% acceptable to not want to drive back in a long car ride with creepy <laughs> asshole Ben, who was yeah. intent, who was in fully intending on using that car ride oh, to be yeah, manipulative. Right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's like, she's stuck. She has nowhere to go. She has to listen to me. Yeah. So cool. That is cool to leave him. But like, in a larger sense, this is the issue that both of them have. You, If you're going to do something to send a message, it, they really need to know what that message is right. and be clear about what it is you mean because both people in this situation are just getting the wrong impression. Like if it's like you're creepy and weird and I don't like where you went and you stood me up and I'm done, this relationship's over, I'm leaving without you. Cool. That'd be awesome. But now he's like, I don't know what she was thinking. I guess we'll have to talk and find out. Now I got like, send your message with your words and your actions. and Don't just like leave people guessing. Well, I was going to say, I think Ben should be banned from text messaging at this point. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of license and he's clearly failed the test. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, My life lesson is for a lot of these couples, but specifically at Jasmine, because of something that she said that really just did not sit right with me. Um, In no instance should you ever, ever choose to be in a toxic relationship. Yeah, that's true. You know, a lot of these couples, I feel like, yeah, but I mean... I don't know if you said to them, hey, you know, you're in this toxic relationship. They would go, oh, I'm not in a toxic relationship. Jasmine acknowledges that she's in a toxic relationship, but she's still choosing to be in it. It's like, no, there, there is no place for happiness in a toxic relationship. Right. That's literally what to- toxic is deadly. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. All right. So uh, we have two more episodes until the next season. So possibly one episode in a tell-all? I, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping okay. so. I, I don't actually need the tell-all. I'm okay with two episodes. Yeah. Well, I think we got a wedding at least next week. We've got an engagement. We had an engagement this week. True. Uh, I think we have... And we're uh, having breakups. We've had breakup. you know, yeah, and we have a uh, departure at least. So, yeah, I think it could wrap up in one episode. I can see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll be back next week. And then uh, we are planning on doing a rumor roundup, but it's got to be a couple weeks because we're super busy. So, um, For real. yeah, we'll, we're planning on it, though. It's All long right. overdue. We agree. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see everybody All then. All right. Until then. Okay. okay bye. Bye.